today we talk about Path of the Warrior, a VR beat-em-up game inspired by classic games of the genre such as River City Ransom and Streets of Rage. But we'll also discuss how recreating the past without accounting for the present leaves players wanting more. Hello and welcome to Head Mounted Destinations, a podcast about VR and VR game development. We provide our perspective as developers and give you a peek behind the curtain. I'm your friendly neighborhood host, Carlos, and with me as always... Hello, I'm Matt. I'm a gameplay programmer. And today we're talking about Path of the Warrior! It is a <laughs> retro-style beat-em-up game made for VR from the makers of Splosion Man... Misplosion Man, The Maw, Comic Jumper, uh, Loco Cycle, Wilson's Heart, and Defector. I basically listed their entire like game portfolio because I have been following them for just that long. Wait, I didn't even know about this. What what are all these games? So Twisted Pixel, back when uh Back before I gained full, full adult human sentience, uh, <laughs> I was just a young, naive lad in middle school and had an Xbox 360, and Twisted Pixel were this indie developer that uh, really liked platformers of some kind. And with the Summer of Arcade, the Xbox Summer of Arcade, where they would like highlight like smaller titles to kind of hold you over during the summer when t typically the double to triple A stuff waits... Twisted Pixel had The Maw, which was a game about a spaceman. And then their next game was Splosion Man, which was this like cool platforming homage to games like Donkey Kong Country. And eventually it got a sequel in Miss Splosion Man. That and the games had co-op. And, you know, it goes further and further from there with Comic Jumper, this side-scrolling beat-em-up game about a hero that can jump between comic books. And it becomes this like big love letter to comics throughout the ages. The game after that, if I recall correctly, was Loco Cycle which didn't hit as well if I recall correctly but it was about a mechanic who ends up getting incidentally kidnapped by a sentient motorcycle and the mechanic has to help the motorcycle fight the government and escape whatever's going on and and the, the obviously you know the range of ideas from this studio is like pretty wild and when I saw that they jumped the VR that got me so excited yeah, I didn't realize that they had done a bunch of like arcade games before this. Like, obviously, I was familiar with them mainly from Wilson's Heart and Defector, which Wilson's Heart was pretty early in the like VR market cycle. Yeah. And they, they clearly they have a thing as a studio. They have a thing for like stylization, right? Wilson's Heart mm -hmm. is black and white, like noir, 1940s, 1950s movie, horror movie aesthetic. Defector is like comic book action. 007. Just, yeah, brought to life um, to the point where like they have a uh, like filter over the screen uh, that makes it pop and be like a little bit cell shaded. Mm -hmm. um, and then like Path of the Warrior has this whole very stylized uh, aesthetic of, of being like a beat em up game brought to life. Yeah. And so just for our travelers to know, because we've kind of already said it, but let's just flat out say it. Path of the Warrior is a single player to co-op beat em up game has like five levels to it. It is very much a homage to the classic like River City Ransom or Streets of Rage or TMNT Arcade or The Simpsons Arcade. All of those beat-em-up games you've played now experience that, but inside VR. 
and it comes complete with like enemy goons that slowly approach you, uh, magical flying arrows that tell you to go to the next zone, and a fun, albeit repetitive, uh, cast of music in the background. Now, I only have like a glancing uh, experience with sort of classic beat em up games. Mm-hmm. So, which ones have you played? Uh, you know, to the point where like I couldn't even name them because it's like okay. you're at an arcade and you're like, yeah, I'll I'll play this for a little bit, but like they whatever, eat your quarters right? and then you just fuck off somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, can you describe the the base like experience for me and the listeners? Sure. So, in these classic beat 'em up games, let's just take it out of VR for now. Uh, you're typically side scrolling. Um, you'll be able to walk to a certain part of the screen and then the camera will lock and you won't be able to move uh, outside of those screen bounds and enemies will enter the screen. And from there, you have to beat them up, as is the genre of the game. Once you've beaten all the enemies in your immediate area, the game then tells you, go, go, and it's like blinking and pointing in the direction you need to walk. And you continue that loop of walk till you can't, beat up everybody, and then start walking again until you reach some sort of final boss encounter then you do what you did before you press whatever two three buttons are available to you to punch kick and like somersault around people until the boss is dead and then the level's beaten typically you can like find health and or items in the world by like beating up props or like mailboxes or you know walls with cracks in them that type of thing and sometimes you can pick up items like nearby baseball bats or like bricks and stuff and all these classic staples of beat 'em up games do make their way into Path of the Warrior. So you would say the combat is like mostly button mashing and and not like chaining together combos or identifying weaknesses in enemies. As far as I remember for classic beat 'em up games, it was very button mashy. I think at times mostly for like say stronger enemies or bosses, they imply like a light bit of you know, kind of traditional game design. Oh, there, you have a very uh, hefty enemy. Maybe his weak point is only when he's panting after an attack or you have to hit him from the back. Now, that makes sense to me because, like, these are often, what, two to four players in these, like, yeah. arcade machines, right? And it's, like, very much people hop in and, like, probably haven't played that much and it's just, like, chaos. That's That's the fun, right? It's very, like, entry-level... Just like, holy crap, we're going through a bunch of enemies on the screen. Right. You're getting a lot of bang for your buck with each input. Like, your punch, you do one simple punch, maybe you, maybe it's a jab, and you go like, <laughs> you do it like three times quick, and now the dude like goes flying back 20 feet. Whereas if you were playing like Tekken or Virtual Fighter, each punch doesn't really like move people, they just sort of take it, and they're ready to keep going. So I think that's important to keep in mind as we get into Path of the Warrior. It's like they're trying to hit a very specific experience from the player side, right? Like they're trying to recreate a particular feeling, but in VR. And so I think it's important to like have that lens of what is carried over, what is newly introduced, what is taken out for the benefit of the VR experience. Because like obviously you can't move over everything naively. Right. Not everything easily translates one-to-one. There are, like, there are some compromises you got to make and stuff like that. And I guess, like, what we see in the translation of this beat-em-up style genre to VR, in a funny way that I like, is that punching is kind of like your universal verb. So 
in this game, uh, you can punch, you can kick, you can grab, and you can eat slash drink, which is to mean like you can grab something, put it to your mouth, and it'll disappear, and your some meter on your body will increase. And the punching, the punching is you can either punch them in the face or you can do an uppercut, but they're the same thing. Yeah, they play different hit reacts. Like, okay, so the way the punching works is like you send your fist out and you make contact with some part of their body. It will recognize what part of their body to some extent and um, maybe to another, like what type of punch you're delivering. But the bodies don't react to you in, say, a realistic way. They react to you in a beat em up very gamey abstract way right so like uh it, when you walk up to an enemy in like a classic non-vr beat-em-up game and you give them like the triple jab you'll see these exaggerated like ooh, ah, uh, as like the character does like different very exaggerated poses now that's happening in vr to give kudos to twisted pixel they did do a lot of these things in like a one-to-one way but when it comes to me actually fighting the characters if feels non-substantial when i punch an enemy and i see them do this very exaggerated canned animation regardless of like how hard my punch was how how fast my punch was or like where i landed my punch i mean we've seen similar things in say until you fall right where yeah. once you land the attack that is now like that's a packet of damage and it's mm-hmm. not super like one to one it's i dealt damage now they're playing a hit react and there are effects and their health bar is going down and it doesn't matter exactly how i did it i just i managed to land it so it seems like maybe the issue is more that it doesn't feel like how you attacked had any impact on the result yeah totally and it's it's funny you bring up until you fall because that's exactly what i wanted to bring up to compare it to there's an extra layer of abstraction until you fall where, you know, you get the cool no more heroes directional arrow in front of the enemy telling you like which way to strike them. And maybe they'll play a hit react that kind of like makes sense with that. But if it if they don't, it doesn't really matter because like a big flash is happening on the screen. Like it's way more stylized. I'm saying like the moment of impact and until you fall is way more stylized and flashy than the moment of impact in Path of the Warrior, which is way more, if anything, it's unnoticed i would almost say like the character's hit reaction is way more noticeable and pronounced than the literal hit itself whereas Mm. in path of the warrior the hit is this big flashing moment and then the response to that is like the hit react that you sort of see the character do after the flash and in in path of the warrior when i go to do my punch i don't really i don't i don't really see a a visual bang you know maybe i hear the punch but it's not super impactful the most impactful thing is that now this guy is making his best o face in front of me because i punched him in the solar plex or something Mm -hmm. and that just feels kind of like lackluster especially as the game goes on like every punch just sort of feels empty i feel like i could just sort of flail my hands and deal the same amount of damage whereas when i'm playing until you fall i'm like more thoughtful about my strikes uh especially you know if i'm playing creed a game that like leans heavily into fist on fist combat creed punches still feel more impactful in in that regard without super exaggerated like animations 
Something that I would maybe suggest that would make things a little cooler for the base combat is if I had like some sort of Sherlock Holmes like finisher sequence. You know how like in the Robert Downey Jr. movies they have like it's kind of been memed too, but there's that sequence where like he's in a fist fight and then he's like, okay, step one, I'm going to punch him in the shoulder and that's going to dislodge this. Then step two, I'm going to do an elbow to the face. Once I do an elbow to the face, then a punch to the solar plex. Then he's going to vomit. Then I'm going to take a step back, jump over that vomit, fucking drop kick <laughs> him in the chest and then land in the vomit. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I want that. And I actually see that type of gameplay in one of Creed's mini games. Um, there's like a Creed mini game where you have the dummy in front of you and you got to punch a sequence of colored bubbles in like the correct, uh, order. I think they have numbers on them too, but your goal is to like, like punch through that sequence as fast as you can, kind of like you're running drills. And I would have really enjoyed seeing something like that in this game, especially, you know, because my hits don't really matter. Why not lean into that and allow me to do this fucking like, 64 palm attack like right, right on his like fucking chest and make him blast back through the window they already give you the ability to grab stunned enemies and throw them into parts of the environment so like why not let me do a flurry of punches why not give me that same functionality but trigger it at the end of a flurry of punches that's what i'm saying well and they do that with the bosses right where it's like freeze time and then you like punch them a bunch Good and then call. they fly off into the void <laughs> like the what the energy void and i mostly really like those yeah. moments <laughs> like those moments break a little bit if you at all look around your environment because it's very clear they're just putting you in a big ball with like some sort of shader on it but that doesn't necessarily take away from the whole experience of like oh shit i'm in like a i'm in a fiery rage and you're just yeah. like ooh, ah, ooh, ah, and they're playing all their hit reacts like super fast and you're just fucking nailing into them and i like those moments but i think i like those moments because they let me go all out at a time where like i really just don't feel like my punches are all too satisfying so being mm -hmm. able to just let loose because i don't think you can actually do that in, in regular gameplay like they have some sort of like stun lock protection or something yeah like especially with the bosses it's like you get five hits and it doesn't like you know oh i stun the boss i get five hits it doesn't matter how fast i deliver them like if yeah. i get there sooner it's just five hits and then it goes on to the next thing which feels super unsatisfying if anything you get five hits at most which feels shitty you get five hits at most and you're like oh no oh no if i let this guy like stay in his stun state for any longer i won't get my five hits where it should be like oh, this is my opportunity to attack. Let me maximize that opportunity to get the good ROI, return on investment. I think what this boils down to is like, like the player needs to have some amount of like decision making ability where it's like the 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 choices I I make in the way that I do things needs to like impact the state of the game and in a lot of cases that's just not the case and I think that's where it starts feeling flat cuz like yes c could the juice on when you punch an enemy be better like, yeah, I could, but the bigger thing is, like, it just doesn't matter how I punch them or, like, what I do after I punch them. If I was thinking at a higher level of, like, okay, it doesn't matter exactly how I punch this guy, but once I punch him, 
I can like knock him into an, this environmental thing and that will actually change the environment or like yeah. if I have to knock him into this invulnerable enemy in order to break the invulnerability right like if you're now making calculations of like mm-hmm. you know it's not about punching this guy it's about what happens after I finish punching this guy now suddenly that's interesting but that just doesn't come into play you're totally right in that it doesn't come into play. And I'm just thinking of like the tough enemies, quote unquote, that pop up in the campaign. And I really can only think of like one method that any enemy really needed used or maybe two methods. Like you had enemies that would gain a red, like unbreakable state and then just charge at you, whether that be like a rhino attack from a roller skating enemy, uh, a strong man doing a like double lariat towards you or a clown doing a handstand and trying to kick you like but they all move in like one direction you simply need to walk out of the way wait for their animation to finish and then you know get your five hits in before they reset and do that whole thing again and that's i'm just gonna flat out say it like that's not good enough for vr in my opinion like (laughs) like just moving out of the way like being a matador is not like super vr wow uh, the roller skating bosses, that's VR wow to me. You know, outside of fan service, the roller skating twins are my favorite boss because they justified why I was playing this on Quest. The whole game, even the main menu, I had like complained about this last night. Like, most of the game just wants you staring forward. In the main menu, like the whole background, the whole behind you is just black. It's a black void. And you just have like this, this like diorama in front of you. And then you finally get to level three and you face these roller skating twins who now actively make these like Venn diagram circles around you. And you need to like keep track of them. And eventually like they throw other roller skaters at you and you having to like, this is the part where combat actually became fun because there was, mo- there was a challenge to it. And I think it was mostly like a timing and a precision challenge. When these skaters would ride around, they would catch other skaters in the environment and throw them at you. So so you needed the situational awareness, spot the roller skater coming at you, and then use your depth perception and timing to like deck them in the face when they get close. And once they're close, you can now grab them and throw them into like... Uh, Oh, it's part of the environment, I guess. You weren't really aiming at a skater, but you're now throwing them into part of the environment to cause a big environmental change that stuns the bosses. I I think probably, you know, outside of the whole rollerblading shit leading up to it, I think the rollerblading bosses were my favorite, and that's about it. I really did enjoy the final boss from, like, a fan perspective, but from a gameplay perspective, it was, like, fairly boring and lackluster i was i was kind of surprised and yet not yeah i so the the key thing is there are a million ways that this could have been different and could have been better but like the important thing is like they were going for a specific experience of like recreating the beat-em-up arcade game feel in vr and like that heavily constrains you know what what choices you make as a designer like what systems go into the game and so like having large amounts of complexity seems to violate that uh of of like you know deep combat systems which mm-hmm. you can argue that that just harms the game sticking to the beat-em-up genre but within that constraint i think they could have totally ramped up on the just chaining chaos of like you're in a huge street battle 
if I knock a guy back, can he knock other people back who then knock into things and like now shit's just popping off like that? That would be one direction to go, which I think preserves the sort of low skill, but like chaotic brawl environment. Yeah, and I actually tried to set up that scenario a couple times where I'm like with a group of enemies, I stun someone, and then I kite them while holding the guy so that they're all in a big group like a bunch of bowling pins. And like, it's not satisfying, like throwing the dude into a group of dudes Mm -hmm. currently in this version of the game, which is kind of like odd because of all times to play a subtle hit react, they, they choose then. And I can imagine (laughs) it's, I can imagine maybe it comes up because of like a balancing at some point during testing. Maybe somebody was spam throwing people and they could beat the level super easy. But at the same time, I'm able to beat the level super easy fucking regardless because the game is like too simple. And right. I, I don't think it, like, needs massive complexity. Like, games can be simple, but they offer a big, like, feedback response. You know, Beat Saber is simple, but it has feedback to back it up. And I, I just wasn't feeling that with uh, with Path. Let's talk about multiplayer. Right, yes. I had mentioned that this game was a single or co-op experience, if it ever fucking works. Right. So <laughs> beat 'em up games obviously, you know, two to you know, one one to four players, so co-op is a big element of that. This um, game did you know, not launch with co-op. That's actually something we should put out there. Like this hmm. game launched I think part of the marketing material was like, yeah, this is a fucking co-op beat 'em up game. You got the guy and the girl. Like this is classic beat 'em up games. And then the game comes out and it's only single player. And you're like, oh, and that's, you know, it's the VR marketplace, like, like games come out and they get like big additions later on. That's kind of just the name of the game right now due to X, Y, Z reasons. But that was a little bit odd. And then for us to, you know, it finally comes out and we're like, sweet, let's play together and let's beat people up. And every time, well, one, trying to find our lobby was like kind of tough at first and a little weird. Uh, then once we actually got into the lobby, it had this odd system of like, we couldn't necessarily talk to each other, but we had to agree on what level we wanted to play. And only when both players select the right level for X amount of time does the game start. There's no like start button. And we finally get into the, into the game and I look to my right. And instead of seeing a bona fide bad bitch with big muscles, fucking biceps, ready to kick a chest in, I see a floating head and a pair of hands that are entirely colored like red or blue. I see no like fucking detail of like Matt's awesome character. Oh, by yeah. the way, I can only see this for about two <laughs> seconds before we fucking crash. The game either disconnects us or it flat out crashes. And you know what's funny, travelers? I ended up playing Path of the Warrior co-op with a complete rando and we had perfect stability for like, and also there was, there's nobody else playing this online. Like that, that's what the funny part is. We, we had like played several different nights, like did quick match searching. We were the only ones online and then just serendipitously fucking like Rhino X nine, six, four, like just pops into my lobby and I'm like, holy shit. And we ate, we're able to play for like, Less than five minutes, because honestly, it got boring after like 30 seconds. 
there, there's no interplay between the characters. I can't high five you. I can't talk to you. There, there's really like no besides the floating hands and the fact that like you know my partner is is killing enemies, which is making the whole thing easier and quicker for me. Like multiplayer is just it doesn't serve any purpose besides just making the game. I guess easier like i don't even know if i would want another floating dude beating up people around me because that just takes away time from me beating up people but if i do want less time beating up people and invite someone to beat up people with me don't i just ultimately not want to beat up people in your game because i want to spend less time beating up people so now i'm searching for someone else to help me beat up people it's not necessarily like oh i'm having so much fun let's me and matt have fun together and take on this hard boss it's still just going to be, I'm playing basically single player. Oh, three enemies just killed themselves on their own because some ghost next to me went sicko mode. Now, putting aside the technical issues, which I don't know, maybe there's something wrong with my headset or my internet, given that like you played fine with a rando. So putting putting aside the fact that we had the disconnects and that it doesn't seem like there's maybe voice chat and other like quality of life things that are lacking from the whole multiplayer side of things. It does seem like, you know, the classic beat-em-up genre, the multiplayer there, the co-op there, is very much just, like, parallel. I'm playing beside you. We're not playing together. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely in line with classic beat-em-up genre. Where I get really worked up, though, Matt, is, like, it's just not servicing VR. Like, the whole floating heads and hands thing. For certain games, it's fine, I guess. But for this title, it just feels like such a minimal effort, fall flat on your face moment for me. When when we play, say, TMNT uh, Arcade or The Simpsons Arcade, you're not just Marge Simpson's head and hands. You're not just Donatello's head and hands and staff. Like, you're the whole fucking character. And if I'm playing, mm-hmm. if I'm playing a, a this retro-style beat-em-up game in VR, and like I said... I was expecting one of the two title screen characters, right? You got Bad Billy and Bad Bethany. And I wanted to see (laughs) fucking Bad Bethany in full fucking strut. And that's like the only time you're going to see that character in full fucking strut, right? Because you only see them on the front page and then you are them. So to me, that hurt both VR and the expectation of like the classic beat em up. Sure, we're ghosts to each other, but visually, we should be able to fully see each other kick ass. Like that's part of the fun of being with a friend. It's like, whoa, you just did a spin kick. Wow. Like, I don't I don't get that. Yeah. I can't even see your fucking feet when we play multiplayer. Yet you have the ability to kick. (laughs) That's a good point. Real quick, I want to dive in a little bit to the personality of the game, because I think they actually nailed that. And that's like what Twisted Pixel is good at, right? Are you thinking like presentation or the actual like tone and aesthetic and all that other shit? Yeah, tone is probably a good word. Like it's very playful and mm-hmm. almost Saturday morning cartoon like. Yeah, I think it even intros kind of like a Saturday morning cartoon. There's like comic panels and it's like gangs have taken over the city. Ah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just all the like character designs and the location designs, right? Like the roller skate boss. They're the rink wraiths. There's a guy with a mohawk made of knives. Yeah, the guy with the mohawk made of knives. And that's all just like fun and clever and way more interesting than the actual gameplay of the game. 
Oh, I just figured out how it made sense, Matt. What? Oh, okay, Travelers. This is kind of spoilers if you haven't, like, played the game. But, Matt, this is how it makes sense. Holy shit, how did I just draw this connection? So the final boss in this game is is Mr. S. Uh, But he's literally... Okay, it's... Fuck. All right. Twisted Pixel History. The game Comic Jumper that I mentioned before. Now it feels like we're fucking laying out a Marvel movie to these people. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned Comic Jumper, and it stars a comic book hero called Mr. Smiley. Uh, there's just this goofy-ass guy, and he has a star. He It's two characters, like Mr. Smiley, and there's some sort of star character who's like foul-mouthed and some shit. Anyway, you, you're jumping through comic book to comic book, and then in my head I just realized, like, oh shit, Path of the Warrior opens up with a comic book intro. And uh, and you're playing through the old beat em up shit, and eventually you make it to Mr. Smiley. Mr. Smiley is the comic book jumper man. I am mm. now just realizing from the 360 era, he fucking completed his game, kept comic book hopping or whatever, and ended up like in this comic book that became another Twisted Pixel game. So, like, technically, Mr. Smiley, like, in a way, this game is kind of like Comic Book Jumper 2, but it's not about the comic book jumper. It's about the people he's fucking with in their comic. Hmm. If I am on the money and anyone from Twisted Pixel is listening to me, please fucking validate like any part of that. <laughs> that's right. I do not want to feel like this whole like game conspiracy theorist. Uh, anyway, that it just all goes to that playful nature that you're talking about like that that 100 percent has been twisted pixels spirit is like playful and fun not in the same way that say nintendo does it but like it's 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 still it, it elicits joy in its own good unique way yeah i don't know if you played any of the arcade games in between the levels after each level uh there are little mini games in scattered throughout the end area of the level oh yeah uh, yeah you've been playing in and like one of them is uh there's like a fortune teller machine oh my god um, he gives financial of, advice yeah just, <laughs> like, i kept punching sure find a good cpa like <laughs> I, I was like uh because um Yes, I engaged with a lot of these, like, side activities in between levels. There were typically two to three. The financial accountant was a weird, like, side, like, curveball to me because I wasn't necessarily winning for interacting with him. It was kind of like that entity from Big, you know, uh, Zoltar or whatever. But, yeah, he's like, oh, make sure you balance your checkbook. And he sounds very monotone, too, which is like, the, yeah. which is also the funny part. But interacting with these things, like beating them, quote unquote, gets you some sort of uh, extra unlocked at the earliest stages which is in the bar uh they they have the speed bag there and that's like one of the mini games uh the other mini game i'm just give i'm just giving like the the basic example to the wild example the other mini game is like not not root beer tapper but kind of similar you're basically in front of a beer tap there's like four spouts in front of you and you need to pour beer by punching the handles on the spouts the problem is 
that the glasses that appear underneath are kind of randomized. So you need to, like, be quick on the reflexes, see where the glass is spawning, punch that handle, and then it'll pour the drink. Uh, there, But there are plenty of other games, too, like um, w- one... Breakout. Thank you, yes. Yeah, that's the one that I wanted to bring up. <laughs> you go uh, into why Breakout is cool. <laughs> well, because it's, it's literally a little arcade game, you know, Breakout, where you have the paddle at the bottom and the ball's bouncing around the screen and they're bricks that you break yeah you got to grab the actual arcade stick and move it around like with your motion controller yeah it was like a very basic implementation of the game you know a couple of power-ups multi-ball big ball whatever but i thought the funny thing was the description was like make it through three levels destroying the scary faces and i was like this absolutely is a slack emoji (laughs) the like texture on the bricks is some developer's face filtered that was a slack emoji and is a meme in the studio (laughs) they put it on a hundred percent that's what it feels like i think that's a good point to bring us to our overall thoughts on the game um i i like the game but i don't think i'm gonna return to it i've beaten it and there's not really any reason for me to go back to it there's no new content no new difficulties and the experience itself is in combat, I mean, is not as compelling as, say, uh, a knockout league or an until you fall. So for those reasons, I'm out. I'm in a similar boat. I found the most value I got out of the game was mostly in how it compared to those other melee games, melee combat games. I'm definitely going to uninstall it from my quest just to save space. Yeah. You know, it's not something I'm going to return to which is sad. It definitely has some groundwork of being good and it has relatively high production value, but it just doesn't have the depth or complexity or like VR firstness that it needs in order to really have staying power. And all of that is to say that this particular title from these awesome developers did not hit well with us, but they have a great history to them. I am totally not letting this like sour my opinion of what the future can bring from Twisted Pixel. And that's not to say that this is a, a bad game. Like this game is, it's made well. You know, we, the only time we really ran into crashes was like multiplayer. So like, stability wise like technically this game's put together it has like that fun beat-em-up style to it so if you like that certainly go and check out the game but if you're looking for something beyond just a simple day or weekend of punching goons this may not be the title for you If you liked this episode of Head Mounted Destinations, please share it with your friends. Word of mouth helps us out. To get notified about new episodes, go to headmountedpodcast.com and sign up for our email list. You can listen to the show on YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts, really anywhere you get podcasts. If you'd like to discuss this episode or suggest future topics, visit our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash headmountedpodcast. Thank you for listening, Traveler, and we'll see you at the next Headmounted Destination. Destination.